the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome our be back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Something God wants every born-again believer to have and enjoy. All of us who are born again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God. But unfortunately, not too many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There's pathways that each of us can follow that'll get us to the place where we have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So, come on and let's learn about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get three, four, four, high five around you. And tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord's about to say. And I'm telling you, y'all about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here, in Jesus' name. My God, y'all about to get blessed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, y'all are. Praise God. Oh, yes, y'all are. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. And get ready for this word I'm about to bring to thee. It's going to be a word that's going to be good. Praise God. Especially after you enter into it and begin to start doing it, you're going to find out it's good. Praise God. Praise God. But I haven't either hear what the Lord's going to say to you. Because I'm, 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 I'm on your head at the time. I'm going to take you past the natural into the spiritual. Praise God. Because your natural going to say, oh, no, see, oh, no, see, oh, no. But the spirit of God on the inside of you is going to be hollering out, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And we'll find, you find out later on which one is going to win, the spiritual or the natural. Praise God. Matthew, Matthew chapter 3. Well, let me put it out there and then we'll find out later. Praise God. Matthew chapter 3. We, of course, we've been continuing and teaching that. We started just a little while back. And that is pathways to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. The Lord is inviting us to become intimate with him. To be the, ch- the children that he wants us to be. The sons who he, who he designed us to be. So that he can be able to do all that he wants to do for you and me both for us and through us like he desires to. Matthew chapter 3 is the foundational text of the teaching. We'll read that. Then we'll move on into today's information, which I'm telling you is going to be a blessing unto you. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me. And Jesus answering and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered it. 
And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Of course, we know this is the account of Jesus Christ doing what it is he needed to do to be able to put us in the position to do what we have opportunity to do. He went and fulfilled all righteousness to us. He did everything necessary in order to be able to allow us to be able to put our, God, our trust in God and be able to do what it is that God wants us to do by living out the life he has in store for me and you. Jesus Christ came into this world to first of all reconcile us back to the Father and allow us to become re- reconnected back to him because we were separated from with him with no hopes of ever getting back in. And as a result of that, we were uh, uh, divorced from the opportunity to be able to step into the life that God had planned for me and you and do everything that he put us on this earth to do. Praise God. But thank God for Jesus because Jesus Christ came and paid the cost to be the boss and, and did what's necessary to save the lost, brought us back into a reconnection back with the Father so that we can become the righteousness of God in him because Jesus was doing what was necessary to fulfill all righteousness, not just for himself, ceremonially speaking, but also for us in terms of so that we can be speaking and doing what it is that God wants us to do and live out the life that God has in store for me and you. Because of what Jesus did for us and we, our reception of what he did for me and you, we become sons of God. Because he said he came to his own, and his own received him. Not one translation said, neither did they know him. But to them that received him gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. That word power right there means right, privilege, and authority. God has given us the right to be sons of God, those who have believed on the name of Jesus Christ. He's given us the privilege to be sons of God. And there are privileges that are attached to being the sons of God that many of us do not take advantage of. That somebody died for me and you to be able to experience the privileges that can only come from a person who received Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. And we've received the authority to become sons of God. We are the sons of God. And because we are the sons of God and Jesus is the son of God, that we have the privilege to experience and be able to and be able to enjoy all the things that he experienced and enjoys, too. But that's though we have to make sure that we're the same kind of sons that he is, too. Because we found out right there in verse 17 where it says, Lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Of course, the word son, we found out is the word huio. But that, that says that we can be either or, no matter what kind of son. We can either be a immediate son or a remote son. We can either be a close son or a distant son. And unfortunately, many of us have squandered the privilege that God has given us to be immediate sons and close sons. And we've accepted being less than the best and being remote sons and, and distant sons. But that was before. That ain't no more. Because we've made a decision to be able to accept the opportunity that's being given to us this year. And that is to God, we will draw near. God is inviting you to become intimate with him. God is inviting you to get close to him. God is inviting you to be able to draw near to him and take advantage of that thing that has happened when Jesus Christ did what he did. Because when Jesus Christ was on the cross and said, it is finished. Can I hood it? It's over. Praise God. And so when he called it over, praise God, the veil of the temple was rent in two. And it, and it opened up the way for us to be able to come back into the presence of God and be with God like he always intended us to. God always intended us to be able to fellowship with him, spend time with him, and to be in his presence on a regular basis. That was his intention for me and you. But unfortunately, many of us, although we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have not received all, stepped into all the benefits that's available to me and you. But that was before, that ain't no more. Because we're going to accept the opportunity to be able to enter into the presence of God just like Jesus did. We found out that Jesus was his beloved son, his dear son. And one of the reasons why was because of his intimacy with God and his closeness with God. So therefore, since we found out in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, we found out that he told us be imitators of him as dear sons, that we're going to be imitators of him as dear sons. We're going to do what it is that he did, and what he did was be able to stay in his father's presence. And we're going to do it too, so that we can be able to operate in the same things that Jesus did too. We found out in James chapter 4, 
that God is inviting us to draw in and receive so much more. He told us, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Can I hood it? You make a move, I'll make a move. You bust a move, I'll bust a move. And it's time for us to get off of our rusty dusty and go ahead and make a move and get closer to the Lord. He's given you a day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to be able to do what it is to be strong and not weak. And that's to get into the presence of God. And we need to drop the excuses and, and entertain the opportunity to be able to step into the presence of God like we've been invited to do. So that God can be with us and we could be with him and he could do what it is he wants us to do. That's why we've been learning about prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God. Prayer, a pathway to intimacy with God. Because one of the pathways to intimacy with God is prayer. And that's one of the things we're going to do up in here, up in here, up in here, is that we're going to pray. Praise God. Because we already learned that Jesus was sitting here as our example. And since Jesus was our example, all we have to do is watch him to see what we need to do in order to be to be dear sons. That's if, that's if we desire to. And we found out Jesus was a praying man. Praise God. I said we found out that Jesus was a praying man. We found out Jesus prayed all the time. And so since Jesus prayed all the time, guess what we're going to pray? All the times. Luke chapter 18. Praise God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 18. Please. Because we imitate him. And if that's what he did, then baby, that's what we're going to do too. Of course, that's for those who haven't here to hear what he's saying to you. Because just like in that day, he's doing the same thing in this day. He said in verse one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Remember, he spoke this to them in a parable. We found out already that a parable is being used by God, you know, Jesus Christ here, in order to be able to speak a word into everybody's ear. But at the same time, the only ones that will receive it is the one that want it. The only ones that receive it will be the ones that want it. Because by this time, Jesus would be swapped up. It would be followed by a crowd that would be occupied by two sets of people. The ones that wanted what he had and the ones that didn't want what he had. The ones that were there to listen to him to find out what they ought to do. And the ones that were listening to find out how they could jack him and mess him up and laugh at him and mock him and do what other fools do. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Well, so in every crowd was the people that was going to be cool and the ones that was going to be a fool. The ones that would show up to school to find out what they need to do. And the ones that were refused to receive what he said to them. That what well, that same crowd is surrounding me and you, because even in the midst of here in the mighty word of faith, there are people that occupy both places. Praise God. There's some that want what he got. Some that don't want what he got. Some that just come to occupy their time and some ready to walk with the divine. Some are willing to do what it is he said to do and others ain't willing to do what he said to do. Look at your neighbor and say, baby, which one are you? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because there's all kind of folks all of, uh, in the middle of the crowds that will be around Jesus. But Jesus spoke to them in a parable. And said to the ones that wanted to hear, this is what I want you to get in your ear. And that is, that is that men ought always to pray and not to faint. We found out that that word ought means it's necessary, which means that this is what's necessary. But we also found out it behooves you to do so. It's going to benefit you to do. It's worthwhile to do. It's going to be able to cause you to gain personal profit and advantages if you do. If you do what? Pray always. We found out that word always means every win. That is at all times. Every win, that is at all times. We found out that we pray in the morning, praise God. We found out we pray in noonday, praise God. We found out we pray in the midnight hour, praise God. We found out we pray even while we shower, amen. And I know some of them folk that may live with you would be glad that you start praying when you shower instead of singing when you shower, praise God. Hey, 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 man, praise God. The prayer's a little sweeter, blessed be to them, look. <laughs> but still shower, praise God, amen. So anyway, we found out we pray that we, 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 we praying folk and we don't faint. We don't faint. We don't get weak. Praise God. 
Because we found out that word faint is to be weak or it means to be bad. Because when you don't pray, pray, what are you? Bad Christian, bad Christian. Because it's bad to not pray. Praise God. It's good to pray. It's bad to not pray. Praise God. So he told you don't faint. Don't be bad. Do what you're supposed to do. We found out that Paul reiterated the same thing to the, to the church. He told them that we ought to continue in prayer. We found out that word continue to be as earnest about. If I can put it this way, don't be playing and shucking and jiving. Go ahead and pray like you're really supposed to be. Stop conniving. Stop trying to pretend like you're praying when you know you ain't really praying. You're just moving your mouth so that you can do what you're supposed to do or fulfilling your responsibilities that are given to you. God said, no, you're supposed to pray earnestly from the heart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because you really, really, really want to connect with God and let God connect with you. We found out we're supposed to pray in the morning. Praise God. We worked on that for a couple couple times. Praise God. Because first time, y'all act like y'all didn't want to believe it. So I brought it back again. Praise God. Under the directions of the Holy Ghost. And that's that we're supposed to pray in the morning. Because Christians are praying people. I said Christians are praying people. That's just what we do. We pray at all times. At call times, we found out being every win. Praise God. But if you thought I cussed at you before, get ready, baby, because I'm about to cuss at you some more. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6, please. But if you got ears to hear, you're going to be excited about the word I'm about to bring there. Luke chapter 6. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, Lord. Hey, man, look at Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. <laughs> Verse 12, it says, and it came to pass in those days that he, speaking of Jesus, went out into the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God and continued all night to God. Look at your neighbor and say, let me see your Bible. Let me see your Bible because I don't know if I got the right Bible. I don't know if I got the right Bible. Praise God. Because this, this thing I got to say all night. This thing. This one I'm holding say all night. I think this is a misprint. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus. Now remember, we go now remember, we were instructed by God to be imitators of him. We were instructed by God to be imitators of him. That's if we want to be dear children. That's if we want to be close children. That's if we want to be intimate children. And don't want to be distant children. He said, and he went out in the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. Now, can I put a pause one right here? Before you start thinking like, oh, Lord, remember how much late night TV you watch. All you Jay Leno fans, David Letterman fans. And all the mother men's and mans that come on after a certain hour. Before you even start going there with me. Remember how you watched that movie three, four times? Young folk in the house say, hey. And before y'all even go there with a brother, remember many times y'all don't even show up to the movie till midnight. 12.30, let a new release come out. One in the morning you there. So before you, before you go there, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. God watch you sitting there, not blinking an eye to look like you're going to go to sleep. At one, two in the morning while you're watching these movies. That's before I get ready to read the rest of this. I just want to qualify things here. Pause button off. Pause button off. Back to verse 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out in 
into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Continued all night to prayer in God. That word, that phrase continued all night right there means to sit up the whole night. So before we think like, hey, well, I, I'm going to lay in my bed and do this. It says to, it means in the, in the literal Greek to sit up the whole night. Before I go any further, here's one of the things that's said about prayer. Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. Key should be the prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. You know, at night, well, we make sure we lock our doors and we always check and make sure our doors are locked. We ought to have the same attitude about prayer. That just as sure as I'm going to make sure that I pray, that I lock my door, I'm going to pray. And you know how when we leave out in the morning and, and get to running out, most of us, we'll run out real fast. We forget a lot of stuff. We forget our cell phone. Praise God. We might, you know, we might forget, you know, a, a wallet. We might forget, you know, some things. Praise God. But one thing we always remember to take out that door is our key. Because we always going to lock that door. And that ought to be the same attitude about prayer. Let's move on. Jesus went out at night to pray and stayed there all night. And stayed there all night. That's all. That, he said the whole night. That means the entire night. But one of the things you need to notice is that after Jesus continued in prayer all night, there was things that he needed to do. Let's read on in verse 13. And when it was day, that's after he prayed all night, he called unto them his disciples and of them he chose. So he had a bunch of disciples around him and he chose 12 whom he named apostles sent once. Simon, whom he also named Peter and Andrew, his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon called Zelotes and Judas the brother of James and Judas Iscariot, which also was the traitor. And now, now, now notice that he called these people apart in order to be able to uh, choose them to be the apostles. See, this is important to notice because after Jesus continued to pray all night, he made an important decision. He made an important decision. Many theologians believe that he knew that that decision needed to be made. Some theologians say they, they, he didn't know that that decision needed to be made, but he did what was necessary in order to be able to make the right decision. But whether we know it needs to be made or whether we don't know it needs to be made, there are many decisions that we need to make in life. There are many important decisions that we need to make in our life. Muy importante. Important decisions that need to be made. And many times we make them after a good night's sleep. Where we have entertained our flesh and that which is sown of the flesh reaps corruption but there's many times we need to stick around for a minute and go spend time with our father especially before a real big decision and we ought to imitate Jesus and go apart to pray that's what some of us need to do is before making an important decision we need to sometimes pray all night we need to pray all night. There was something else that Jesus did there too. It said, you notice also that after Jesus continued praying all night, there was other things he needed to do too. What, what verse we leave off on? 
Let's go to 17. And he came down with them. That's the 12 that he chose and stood in the plain and a company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him and to be healed of his diseases. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they that were and they were healed and a whole multitude sought to touch him for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. And he lifted up his eyes on his disciples and said, blessed be ye poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Of course, that's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Praise God, which was his first recorded public message and stuff like that that was done to the people, which was a powerful thing that we're still living off of today which means not only did he go pray all night because there was important decisions to make as to who was going to be able to do what and who was not going to be able to do what, who he was going to choose and who he was going to not choose, life-changing decisions, life-affecting decisions that would affect people forever. Decisions like that needed to be made, but also he knew that he had some work to do for the Father, and he needed the power to pull it off. He needed some work to do, and he needed, there was some power, he needed the power to pull it off. And a lot of us got stuff that God wants to do with us, stuff that he wants to do to use us for, things that he wants to get us to be able to do. But in order for us to be able to step into the level of power, that when whole cities start coming to me and you, when whole cities start coming to me and you, when San Antonio start filling these walls, when San Antonio start filling these places, that before that happened, we got to learn to do something that Jesus did too. And that's we need to pray all night in order to have the power necessary to be able to bust the devil up off of folk, in order to have the power necessary, in order to be able to you know, get, get the devils out of folk live, in order to have the power to be able to heal them all, not some, not one or two, them all, that when anybody comes at me and you, we got the stuff that's more than enough to be able to handle this, and this ain't no bluff. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But in order to be able to do that, we got to do some extraordinary things in order to do some extraordinary things. And one of the extraordinary things we're going to need to do is learn to pray all night. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready for some all night prayer. Mm-hmm. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, no, you get ready for some all night prayer, too. Mm-hmm. Now point to yourself, point to yourself and say, get ready for some all night prayer. Because we got some stuff to do. We got decisions we need to make. That's about to change eternities in our lives and other people's lives and who's supposed to be used to do what, who's supposed to be sent where to do what, who's supposed to handle what, who's supposed to be in charge of what, who's supposed to be leading what, who's supposed to be involved in what, who's supposed to do what, 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 what. We got some decisions to make. And we ain't got time to be making them after fleshing out. We need to make them in the spirit. Soaked in the spirit, baptized in the spirit, tinged, dyed, and stained in the spirit, saturated in the spirit from both shaka, both shaka all night long. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the word of God says about the doors of opportunity that God is open for us to have increased intimacy with him in our lives. A door of opportunity that should be walked through that'll cause manifestations of awesome things in our lives. Hope even more 
that you're seeing the importance of having increased intimacy between God and me and you so that you can do what you need to do to follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office on a range ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, we have something for all the business people and aspiring Christmas business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our early morning summit meeting of the Anointed to Prosper Christian Business Persons Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an early morning breakfast fellowship that's held at 7 to 9 in the morning on the first Saturday of every month with many of the Christian business people and aspiring Christian business people in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to fellowship and network together as well as to get a powerful word of God that'll help them to be the successful business people that God has called them to be. Second Chronicles chapter 29 verse 20 says, Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went to the house of the Lord. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to fellowship and network at this inspiring and informative meeting of the ministers of the marketplace. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.